0: And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Joining me on the line right now is Katrina Henderson, the pastor at Hillsong Israel. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Matt. It's uh, great to be joining
0: you. It's wonderful to have you on the phone. And uh, I, I really want to find a, find out a bit about Hillsong Israel. But before that, let's find out a, a bit about yourself. Where were you born and raised?
1: Uh, well, I was actually born in Lismore in uh, New South Wales, up near the Queensland border, but I grew up in Wollongong on mm-hmm. the south coast. And, uh, yeah, and then I moved to Sydney and had been in Sydney before here for about almost 20 years.
0: Oh, there you go. Well, my mum is from Lismore, and I was uh, born and raised in uh, in Coffs Harbour in New South Wales, so we could have been neighbours, hey? It's possible. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> and did you have a, a religious upbringing at all?
1: Uh, no, not at all, actually. No, just a... Uh, fairly garden variety of the upbringing.
0: And tell us a bit about your faith journey. How did you come to Christ?
1: Actually through a, a friend at high school. I, uh, like, like I said, had not really any kind of religious upbringing, felt, had never read the Bible, hadn't been to church, except maybe for you know weddings or christenings or things like that, for family occasions. And uh, a friend of mine uh, actually came to Christ when we were in... High school and, uh, I think the, the change in her and the, the searching in my own life all happened around the same time and she, yeah, she plugged away at me, I guess, for a good, almost a solid year just sharing with me about Jesus and sharing with me about the hope and the love and the life that was available through Jesus and it, it not only wore me down, it really just, It moved me because I'd had some, you know, interesting things go on and some rocky uh, starts in my upbringing. And I thought, gosh, if this God really does love me, I really need to know about him. So, yeah, it was a friend who led me to the Lord before I'd even been to church.
0: And was there a dramatic change in your life? Did everyone notice?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone noticed. I mean, I was already... Uh, pretty committed and pretty driven with the things I was doing, but all of a sudden, yeah, I was very passionate about this newfound faith. So yeah, I had a lot more confidence and a lot of, of, uh, purpose in life, but I also was very passionate about, you know, finding, finding a church, getting involved, reading my, devouring my Bible. Yeah, I was, I was very instantly very passionate about,
0: about Jesus. And tell us how you got involved in ministry.
1: I got involved in church
0: in Wollongong early
1: on, and um, there was need for a youth ministry of sorts, and a new friend I'd made in, in church was asked to get a youth ministry off the ground, and she asked me to help out, and I really still didn't know what any of that meant, but I thought, sure, I can help, and I uh, got involved in helping out with youth, and then from there I, I realised, wow, I really love what the church is about, and the local church seems to be God's uh, answer for reaching people on the earth, and I want to be a part of that. So I, you know, that's why I went to ministry training school, fell in love with studying the scriptures, fell in love with building a church, didn't really know what the scope of that was going to be for my life, but I knew I was passionate about the nations, and I was passionate about teaching the Bible and helping raise up uh, leaders for the church, and in my very green state, I just got about it.
0: And what kind of ministry were you a part of after that?
1: Uh, from there, I got involved in uh, university ministry. I was running a university ministry for a while, and um, part of that was also uh, some short-term cross-cultural missions, and I ended up looking after the mission strips from our university ministry right across New South Wales. So that was my first... Introduction. Actually, to Israel.
0: Did you visit Israel then?
1: Yeah, as a 21-year-old, actually, we we were doing university trips uh, to different parts of the world, and no one had ever been here. And we had a contact on the ground here in Israel that uh, could use some hands and some help and so I put my hand up and said I'll take a team and I would actually never been out of the country so <laughs> it was kind of crazy that I led a team here the first time I'd even been on an international flight but yeah I fell in love with the people here and the place straight away
0: It's fascinating because in recent years there's been a lot of Christians that have visited Israel and it's you know becoming quite a thing you know people doing tours of the holy land and uh, but uh, I can imagine back then it must have been you must have felt like a real pioneer, I guess. Uh, Has it changed a lot since then?
1: Oh, yeah, it's (laughs) definitely changed. It's definitely changed. It was, I don't know that I felt so much like a pioneer, but I definitely think the people who were on the ground here at that time, uh, which was 25 years ago almost, uh, they were very much pioneering. And uh, I was just really honoured to be able to help Tap out some some new opportunities and try some new things with them because they were really ploughing new ground here.
0: Tell us a bit about the uh, the churches you've connected with over there because a lot of people don't realise that there aren't that many Christians in in Israel.
1: Yeah, gosh, you're right. There's not a lot of Christians here. Um, there's a lot of Christian tourists here, which is great. They come to connect with you know uh, their their own spiritual journey and find the Bible come to life to them. But in terms of of Christians on the ground, yeah, we're definitely
0: a minority. So how did you get involved with uh, Hillsong Church?
1: So I moved to Sydney uh, in 1999 and uh, really felt that the Lord was moving me to what was then uh, Sydney Christian Life Centre, which had just become the city campus of Hills Christian Life Centre, Pastor Brian and Bobby Houston had that year, uh, taken over the, the Sydney Christian Life Centre and joined it together with Hills. And that's when it became Hillsong Church. So from that, uh, I guess those early, early days of change for Hillsong Church, I had just arrived and, um, felt at home immediately, just walked in the door and thought, "Yeah, this is where I'm meant to be. And, uh, yeah, I was there for, six months actually and volunteering, just getting involved wherever I could and after six months uh, got involved, got uh, an opportunity to come on staff as uh, one of the college team.
0: And they're incredible, the, uh, the, the Hillsong College. I mean, students from all around the world come, don't they?
1: Yeah, actually right now this semester there's 61 different nations represented uh, across the campuses. So yeah, it's extraordinary. Honestly, one of the greatest honours of my life, to be involved training generations, you know, from 18 right through to we've had students in their 60s uh, coming and just setting aside that time to really seek the Lord, but also be trained to to build the church or to build whatever the ministry is that's on their life, whether it's vocationally in the church or in the professional world somewhere, or just raising a godly family, just to be able to invest into that ah. for the future generations has been awesome.
0: Now I can remember. I think it was 1993. I was involved at Hillsong Conference, uh, teaching drama with Phil Dooley in the in the youth GM section. <laughs> and uh, Hillsong, you know, was a pretty decent sized church back then. Um, uh-huh. Did you did you ever dream that it would have grown <laughs> as big as it is today?
1: Gosh, no. I don't even think uh, Pastors Brian and Bobby would have thought, in their wildest dreams, that we would have churches all over the world. Um, I know that you know, God obviously had a grand plan and, and call upon their lives, but you know for all of us it's been quite the adventure and quite the journey to see it grow so quickly, especially over the last five, ten years.
0: And tell us a bit about the, uh, the process you've been through to plant Hillsong Israel. Uh, was it something that started years back or was it only a recent thing? How did it all come together?
1: Uh, well, like I said, it's been on in my heart, this country, and, it, and the people here have been on my heart since 1991, and the crazy thing is, still wasn't a part of Hillsong Church yet, but I was here in Israel, uh, and I was watching, believe it or not, a video, a Hills Christian Life Center worship video on that old, and... uh And it really, God really moved me to, to pray and I was praying, God, if a church like this could be here in this country, I want to be a part of it. And it, it really impacted me. And, uh, so that prayer had been in my mind and in my heart even before I was a part of the song church. And, you know, the years go by, I kept travelling here, uh, on and off myself and, and just in my holidays, but Once I got to Hillsong Church, uh, as a member and also on staff, I just, I pretty much just got about doing whatever was in my hand and never really put Israel on any kind of pedestal or made it any kind of prior, priority. I just got about doing whatever I was trusted to do. And, uh, it wasn't really until it was 2016 actually when we came here to do some Easter recording and the recording for Hillsong United of Dirt and Grace, uh, that I was here. I had the privilege of being here, and Pastor Brian was here, and that was the first time we had a conversation about it. Uh, but then it didn't—it didn't actually get announced to our church as as a step that we were taking until the following February Vision Sunday, 2017.
0: Well, it's incredible uh, story of uh, you know how Hillsong has spread out all over the world, and. What better place to plant a church than Israel? Uh, I've had the privilege of going twice. I, I went over on a pastor's trip uh, with 11 other pastors. Thankfully, none of them are called Judas. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then I went on a trip with my wife, and we took a, a group from our church. Uh, and I'm hanging out to go over again. I just can't wait to get over again. I'd love to come and visit you guys there. Uh, but the, the reality is a lot of Christians don't really understand much about Israel. They might see a bit on the news, they might hear a bit on the radio or from a a ministry here or there, but it's so important that as believers we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that we have a heart for for Israel and we watch what's happening there because it's going to be a big part of the the end times. Tell us a bit about uh, how you've um, included that in your your ministry over the years. Have Have you been active in teaching and equipping people to understand about Israel?
1: Look, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, because obviously my role up until recently has been uh, very much focused on uh, our position where I was positioned in Sydney and Hillsong Church and the College. So it hasn't been like a focus of my ministry. But people have always known how passionate I am about this place and this part of the world uh, because it's quite a significant part of not only biblical history but biblical future. And, uh, but really at the end of the day, my heart has always been about reaching the people who are here because the, uh, the whole world has their eyes on this part, uh, of the planet, not just for, for Christian kind of end time things, but the whole political thing that's going on here and always has been, has, has captured the attention of, of the whole planet, not by any coincidence, I'm sure. And so it's always been important to me that there would be a healthy, a picture of the church and that Jesus would have, you know, a representation here that would allow anyone here, uh, to, to find truth and to find hope and that I'm sure is going to be a significant part of what the, uh, I guess the end times is going to look like here on here
0: on earth. I'm just so uh, privileged to be able to connect with you, and we are praying for Israel and praying for Hillsong Israel. We pray the Lord will open many doors for you, and uh, if people want to find out more, is there a website they can go to?
1: Uh, yeah, just our Hillsong Church website, um, hillsong.com forward slash Israel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we, we put on there any of the services that are coming up, and uh, yeah, absolutely, that's really find us, Instagram, Facebook, that sort of thing.
0: Wonderful. Well, I reckon you're a history maker, Katrina. Thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, thanks so much for having
0: me. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation.